This podcast is brought to you by the Reform Witness Committee of Hope Protestant Reformed Church in Walker, Michigan. It is our goal to spread our distinct Protestant Reformed views based on the Word of God and the Reformed Confessions. We hope that this message is edifying to you. Hello, I am Pastor Matt DeBoer of Edgerton Protestant Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. In this series of podcasts, I'm going to address a huge issue in the church world today, and that is homosexuality. Homosexuality is the sexual desire for a person of the same gender and the carrying out of that desire in a sexual relationship. One who is a homosexual has sexual desires for a person of the same sex. Usually one who has these desires will carry out these desires and engage in sexual activity with someone of the same sex. And that, homosexuality, is a huge issue in the church world today. Some argue that homosexual desires and actions are sins against God that must be repented of. Others argue that when two of the same gender are in a committed relationship of love, homosexual desires and activity are a good thing that can even be celebrated. It is important, then, that we have the truth. If homosexuality is not a sin against God, people in our churches may engage in it. They may be office bearers, and we should apologize for refusing that in the past. If homosexuality is a sin against God, we want to warn those who are walking in this way that they are on the path to destruction. And if homosexuality is a sin against God, we want to warn people that encourage this in the church. We want to tell them to stop. The question really is then, what does the Bible teach about homosexuality? And we turn to the Bible because the Bible is the infallibly inspired word of God. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Notice there, it says the Bible is inspired, meaning that it was breathed forth by the God of truth. It is infallible. It is without error. Jesus himself viewed scripture as the word of God. In John 10, verse 35, Jesus said, that the scriptures cannot be broken. What matters ultimately regarding the important subject of sexuality is not what my feelings are, not what my friends say, or anything else. What matters is what scripture says. If God says that homosexuality is not sin, it's not sin. If God says in the Bible, that homosexuality is sin, then it is sin that must be repented of and must be viewed properly by the church. And that's why we ask, what does the Bible teach about homosexuality? 
to understand what the Bible teaches about homosexuality, we first have to understand what Scripture teaches about marriage and sex. And so that's what this first podcast is going to focus on, the truth about marriage and sex. The second podcast will focus on the Bible's condemnation of homosexuality. Third, we will cover the objections that some give to homosexuality being sin and then answer those objections. And last, this series of podcasts will, podcasts will cover the church's response, the church's response to homosexuality. What should that be? But now in this, in this first podcast, we focus on the truth about marriage and sex. What does the Bible teach about marriage? The Bible teaches that God instituted or started marriage. Man didn't institute marriage. Marriage did not have its origin in a cave somewhere when a group of previously promiscuous people decided to have marriages. Genesis 1 and 2 show that God instituted marriage. He instituted marriage when he made, quote, them male and female, end quote, Genesis 1 verse 27. Genesis 2 says that God made the woman and brought her to the man. And then verse 24 says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. In Mark 10, Jesus taught that God instituted marriage. In verses 2 through 4, the Pharisees asked Jesus if a married man was allowed to divorce his wife. To answer their question, which dealt with marriage, Jesus brought them back to God's creation of all things. In Mark 10, verse 6, Jesus quotes Genesis 1, verse 27. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. Then in verses 7 and 8, Jesus quotes God's words from Genesis 2, verse 24, saying, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. Jesus emphasized then that God instituted marriage. That truth implies two things about marriage. First, since God instituted marriage, God alone gets to define marriage. Neither presidents, the Supreme Court, or the church get to define marriage. God instituted it, so he alone has the right to define it. Second, God instituted marriage, so his will governs it. God decides everything about marriage and what it is to be like. God clearly instituted or started marriage, and the Bible teaches that he instituted it to be a lifelong bond between one man and one woman. Marriage is a bond. In, in Genesis 2 verse 24, God says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. So according to to God, marriage is a bond or union 
It's a bond or union of two individuals. The two individuals become one flesh when they are married. That means that the two become one body. They're so connected, so united, that their bodies are one sexually. Really, husband and wife become one in every respect. They are one in soul, mind, and will, seeking the same things and having the same hopes. Marriage is a bond. And marriage is a bond between a man and a woman. When Jesus taught the people about marriage in Mark 10, verse 6, he referenced Genesis 1, verse 27, and then said, But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. Mark 10, verse 7 for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. God clearly then did not institute marriage as a bond between a man and a woman between excuse me. God clearly did not institute marriage as a bond between a man and a man or a man and his dog. God instituted marriage as a bond between a man and a woman. Some in the church world today say that Jesus had nothing to say about same-sex unions, that he never condemned such relationships, and that he celebrates all forms of love. It's not true. In Mark 10, verses 6 and 7, Jesus speaks of marriage as a bond between a man and a woman. For that is how God instituted marriage. That's what the Bible teaches about marriage. It's a bond between a man and a woman. Now, what does the Bible teach about sex? God has determined that sex is good only within the marriage bond between the husband and the wife. That's Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 2, verses 24 through 25, show that God created sex to be enjoyed within marriage. We read there, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. In Genesis 1, verse 28, God says to Adam and Eve, Be fruitful and multiply. So God called them to have sexual relations. In many passages of scripture, God condemns fornication and adultery, which shows that sex is only good within the marriage bond between husband and wife. Consider 1 Corinthians 7, verses 2 through 3. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. That is the biblical truth about marriage and sex. Again, in the next podcast, we will cover the sin or God's condemnation of homosexuality. Thank you for listening to this message. It is our hope that it was edifying to you. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them to be notified as future messages are published. 
we welcome you to join us on Sundays for worship at 9.30 a.m. and 5 o'clock p.m. You can find more information about us at our website, hopeprchurch.org. Also, you can follow us on our Hope Protestant Reformed Church Facebook page. And you can email the Reform Witness Committee with any questions or feedback at hope rwc at gmail.com. Thank you.